No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah prophesies about the servant of the Lord, who will be a light to the Gentiles. He will open blind eyes and release prisoners. What can we say but praise the Lord? We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 42 on Simply the Bible. Isaiah is a fascinating book in that the first 39 chapters speak of judgment. And chapters 40 through 66 speak of the coming kingdom, including the coming Messiah. The Lord refers to my servant, which can either mean Israel or the Messiah, depending on the context. As we begin chapter 42 today, God refers to my servant, which is clearly a reference to Jesus Christ. But then later in the chapter, as we'll get into that tomorrow, he refers to my servant being Israel. Isaiah 42, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect one, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. So right off, we are to take notice. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold. He is my elect one, in whom my soul delights, and I put my spirit upon him. This can only be Jesus Christ. Now we know that when Jesus came to be baptized by John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, we are told that as he came up from the water, behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Just echoing really what Isaiah says here, that he would be the one that the Lord delights in and puts his spirit upon him. Now, Christ means anointed one. And so God anointed Jesus with his spirit. And it was because he was anointed by the spirit that he was able to do all the things that he did. That was the power for his entire ministry. He would also bring forth justice to the Gentiles. Now, perhaps some would seek to find fault with God when he chose the nation of Israel as his own special treasure above all nations. I mean, what about the other nations? Doesn't God care for them too? It is tremendously significant that God would call his servant here to bring forth justice to the Gentiles. Because God has always loved the entire world and all its inhabitants. And of course, John tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he would bring forth the good news to the Gentiles. In Christ, the Gentiles have their hope. And they inherit the promises given to Abraham and his descendants. God is fair and has dealt fairly with all mankind through Jesus Christ. Verse 2, he will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. Now, he would not cry out or raise his voice. We know that when Jesus appeared before Caiaphas, the high priest, false witnesses brought forth reviling accusations against him, which they could not prove. 
But Jesus did not speak a word in his defense. Later on in the book of Acts, we see that God called Philip to approach an Ethiopian eunuch who was riding in his chariot, and he was reading from Isaiah 53. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. So Philip came alongside and and spoke to him, beginning at this scripture, and then preached Jesus to him from this scripture. So it was clearly a fulfillment of these verses in Isaiah that spoke of Jesus as being as a lamb who was silent before his shearers or that he would not cry out or raise his voice. A bruised reed he will not break. Now, when you think of a bruised reed, think of someone who has been crushed by this world, the brokenhearted. And though the world may have no use for them, may cast them aside, Jesus will never cast them aside. In fact, Jesus goes after them. If you feel that you have been broken by this world, oppressed or crushed, listen, you're the person that Jesus most wants to go after. He is near the brokenhearted. A smoking flax he will not quench. This speaks of one whose faith is just ready to flicker out. Maybe it is pretty much gone out. All they have are a few embers left. We think of Peter, how he must have felt after he denied the Lord three times, and yet Jesus was not done with him. He, he breathed on those smoldering embers and, and brought Peter's faith to a flame, and, and then within a matter of weeks, Peter was preaching, and 3,000 were saved and baptized. So Jesus looks to breathe on that smoldering wick of faith. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Now think of all those that were sent forth by God that did fail and were discouraged. This is why we know this can't be Israel here because they did fail and they didn't do God's will. But Jesus did not fail. He was obedient to his father and he will establish justice in the earth. And we're not going to experience total justice in this earth. There's going to be corrupt governments and everything else until Jesus returns. And that's our hope. But when he comes, and I believe he is coming soon, he will establish justice in the earth. And the coastlands will wait for his law. When the Bible speaks of coastlands, it is with respect to Jerusalem. And so as we look at the coastlands, they were the islands or the most distant places. and, And we could even consider the United States, to be part of those coastlands. But all of these Gentile nations will wait for his law. That is the law of Jesus Christ. The Jews had the old covenant, the Mosaic law, but we have the laws of Jesus Christ and what good news that is. Now, Matthew attributes this prophecy in Isaiah to Christ. So there is absolutely no question that it is referring to Jesus Christ. Matthew 12:17 says this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory and in his name the Gentiles will hope.
Verse 6, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and I will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. So the Lord called Jesus in righteousness. He held his hand. He was with him continuously. Jesus said that the Father was always with him, and the Father would give him as a covenant to the people. Now, this spoke of Israel. Jesus would usher in the new covenant. This was spoken of by Jeremiah, where Jeremiah said that God would bring a new covenant and the law would be written upon his people's hearts. But also, Jesus would be a light to the Gentiles. He would illuminate the way for all nations to come to God, to be forgiven, to be saved, and to inherit everlasting life. To open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. Now, this is what I love about Jesus, the fact that he has opened blind eyes. We were all blind, blind to our sins, blind to spiritual things, until Jesus, in his mercy and grace, opened our eyes to the truth. As it says in Amazing Grace, I once was blind, but now I see. We were also held captive by chains of sin and death, addictions, until Jesus broke those chains and set us free, set us free from the power of Satan, forgave us of our sins, and gave us the gift of everlasting life. Now we are set free to joyfully serve him in the new and living way. This is what Christ has brought to us. I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So the Lord says, I am Yahweh. That is my name. Yahweh means I am. And that is his name. And he would not give his glory to another. We need to remember that. Hey, listen, if God begins to use you and gives you a gift or whatever and and blesses you. Hey, praise the Lord. That's great. But never take the glory or the credit to yourself. It's the Lord. It's his grace. And he won't share his glory with another. Certainly, he would not give his praise to carved images. This was one of the main reasons God came down so heavy on idolatry. He would not share his glory or his praise with these dead, lifeless idols. The former things have passed away, and I declare new things. So the former things of the old covenant would pass away. He was declaring here the new covenant that he would bring with his servant, Jesus Christ. And he was declaring it some 700 years before it happened through his prophet Isaiah. Sing to the Lord a new song, and his praise from the ends of the earth you who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you coastlands and you inhabitants of them. Let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voice. The villages that Kedar inhabits, Kedar was in North Arabia. Let the inhabitants of Selah sing. Selah was a city in Edom. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man, he shall stir up his zeal. Like a man of war, he shall cry out. Yes, shout aloud, he shall prevail against his enemies. 
And so in all here that Isaiah says that the servant of the Lord, Christ, would bring as far as being a light to the Gentiles, opening the eyes of the blind, setting captives free. I mean, what can we do except to sing to him a new song, sing to the Lord, praise him. And that is ultimately God's desire is that all of the nations, the coastlands everywhere would sing praises to God Almighty through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, he says that he would go forth as a mighty man. He would stir up his zeal like a man of war. We will see tomorrow what all that that would entail as God would stir up his heart to prevail against his enemies. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you, Lord, for your servant, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for providing him for us to open our eyes. Lord, thank you that he does care for the brokenhearted, that a bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Lord, I pray that if there are any broken here today listening to this, that you would show them how close you are to them, that they would call upon your name and receive you into their hearts. And Lord, if their faith is failing, I pray that you would breathe on it and bring it to a flame. Lord, let them know how much you love them and how much you can do in them and through them as they trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see that God would not forsake the blind, but those who trusted in idols would be ashamed. Because Israel was obstinate in her disobedience, she would suffer. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible